my heart, I saved the best for last. Next, you will meet my spiritual teacher. Her formal title is Sarvalokama, Her Holiness, Sri Sri Sri, 1008 Guruji Punamji, which is a fairly long name, but it's a very, very high honor. I met Guruji at a time where I was extremely lost and in a lot of pain, not only emotionally, but also physically. I had a celiacs. The smell of wheat would make me so nauseated. I would have to go to the hospital if I ate it. And she said to me that every disease in the mind is, or every disease in the body is just a disease of your mind. And she said that I could be cured of it, which I thought was utterly impossible. And yet she showed me a way to be able to unlock my mind and get in touch with myself to be able to heal. And so to this day, yesterday, I did have some really lovely bread and it was magnificent. <laughs> and we're all here today. Honestly, if I hadn't had Guruji here to guide me, this company wouldn't be here today. Here is your daily dose of the Ultimate Sales Machine coming to you from the new edition. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com to get your copy or multiple copies. I am your host, Amanda Holmes, CEO of Chet Holmes International. What you're about to learn has assisted a quarter of a million businesses to generate billions of dollars, working faster, better, smarter. I'm so grateful that you joined us here. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask on the behalf of everybody, it's very rare that you meet somebody of your, your gifts. We're facing such a difficult time with depression and anxiety. What can we do to uplift out of this swamp that so many our world is living in? Could you give some advice to those that are really trying to overcome that emotional baggage that we're carrying. Absolutely, Amanda, all emotional baggage, as you might have learned till now, begins its journey from the mind. And then it takes you wherever you want to go. So the first thing people can do about coming out of the swamp is to make themselves think positively. I know voicing it is easy, but doing it is hard. So it's still a journey that you need to, to take to make yourself always think in the positive and always choose your words and put them in the positive to speak. And if you start doing just these two things, if you learn how to do just these two things, life around you will keep changing and become positive. The criteria of becoming de-stressed or bright, beautiful, constantly happy, uh, there is only one. And that is to stay in the positivity, in the acceptance that whatever is happening for the best, whatever will happen for the best. If I make my efforts today to put myself into the light, then that is what will return to me. Mm. Whereas majority of the people get bogged down with the pressure, with the pain, with the suffering. We enter a level of fear even before we have experienced anything negative. So that 
fear level that we absorb into ourselves restricts us and keeps us connected to the negativity. Fear is a negative emotion. Anger is a negative emotion. Compassion, giving, staying positive, holding on to the optimism of I can improve myself, I will improve myself, I have improved myself and stick to that policy that there is always things to learn. We feel we are so educated, we are so smart now, there's nothing else anybody can teach us. But even a little child can teach you something that is, that might have slipped your mind. You might have known it and it went away, got buried somewhere. And just by the child mentioning it or speaking that around you, it could reconnect you to how to the way out of your depression, your sadness, your loneliness, your absolute fear of what COVID is going to do next. What is the government going to do next? How are we going to survive? How are we going to react? It's all quite useless, actually. All you have to do is, I accept this is the next step that needs to be taken. And that is the acceptance of the now. I love that. When you talked about, you've taught so much around language, I kept thinking about your I don't know box. <laughs> I share that with people all the time. <laughs> Can you give that really quickly and then we'll go to the next topic? Yeah, it's a very complex thing. Okay, it's like the chords of any instrument. Now, when an instrument has a chord out of alignment, even if you're playing it correct, it doesn't sound good. Our voice is the music that our body plays. If we use our words incorrectly, then even though we the music is well-tuned, happy, good, it won't sound good. And the health of your body or the health of the instrument will go down. So one of the things that Amanda is asking me to tell you all is, I have been for years and years now trying to tell people that the one most detrimental dialogue, and I believe out of you, any of you who have done NLP might know it because somebody who done NLP pointed this out to me that this is part of an NLP program, uh, which of course I have never done NLP. So mine is just original from wherever I pick it up, basically the cosmic venue. So people are in the habit of repeatedly saying, I am sorry, and I don't know. So yes, but I don't know and I don't know. So when you say, I don't know, your entire, you can say communication system of your computer takes a shutdown. This is your personal body computer, okay? So it works faster than your thoughts. It has to cope with your thoughts. So it has to be faster than your thoughts. Hmm. So when you give yourself the answer, let's say somebody asks you, so 
what do you think is going to happen with the COVID being so strong around you? And you'd say, I don't know. And the minute you voice this, now your logic might tell you that, yes, in reality, I don't know, which we can all accept. Yes, we don't know. But how to change this dialogue and make it positive? So in that instance, instead of saying, I don't know, you have to say, my guess is as good as anybody else's. And whatever the cosmic, the God, the light has in store for us will be made visible to us whenever the energy is ready. So this is any of this option can be taken. I gave you three answers, four answers, and you can choose any. And if you want to keep to your words to the minimum, you can say, my guess as good as anybody else's. Hmm. You're not God. You don't know what the future will be. It's a case, sarah, sarah. Yet we insist on putting it down very firmly. I don't know. The minute you have said, I don't know, your mind computer will have to shut down and reboot itself. Now with the physical computers, even the fastest computer, it shuts down and it restarts. It can take 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Your mind computer will take, might be a second to two seconds to reboot. And yet, in those two seconds, your entire mind will take a shutdown. It's like disconnect. It's like your phone is playing up and you switch it off. So when you switch it back on again, it takes its 30 seconds to a minute to put all your apps back in there. In the same manner, your mind will take, might be a couple of seconds only to reboot and to put all your applications back. And yet, and I did it just now, I think, in the practical that my mind went faster than what I was talking. And then I lost the trail because my mind had already processed all my future words and I was still talking slow. Mm -hmm. I partly heard this beautiful man who was speaking right before me and he was speaking so fast and I was like, wow. I don't think I could ever speak that fast. <laughs> it was I, I, quite I, a I, difference there, Gurdji. You are right. There. <laughs> I couldn't even make an attempt to speak at the speed. He was the ultimate talking machine. He was so fast. Like you had to run along. And I said, wow, I'm the walker. I just like to speak slowly and in my peace and my time. And he was like, oh, that was excellent. <laughs> I'll let him know. But That's see, so sweet. He was very impressive. After a bit, it was like, oh, my God, he's talking. He's keeping up at, at the fastest pace with the racing of his mind. And it's excellent. But other people have to run along because I just would sit in meditation and let my mind do the calm thinking. And so when I'm speaking, it's like, I'm in no rush to catch the next train. I'll be nice and easy and gentle. Hmm. And that's when you are, in other words, so fast trying to keep up with yourself. Uh, people constantly keep saying, I don't know. I don't know. I have so many and I go, oh, just 
come down, think, and you will know. Mm. And instead of saying, I don't know, say, I'm sure I know. Mm. Just not available to me at this moment, but I'm sure I know. Mm. And you will change your life. 360 degrees the other direction one whole circle and you can come to the center because you set yourself free from locking yourself out mm. and i was amanda asked for the i don't know query but the other query is when i met amanda as she was talking about that in the beginning for every word every dialogue she would say oh i'm sorry so I had to sit her down and wipe that sorry out because it was of what are you sorry about? And the point of the sorry is that the minute you say the word sorry, your emotional response of your body goes from being happy to being sad. Instantaneously, it's like a switch on and off. You will switch from your happy self into your sad self. Hmm. And why would sorry take you there? Because this is how your mind is aligned. Hmm. When you're sorry means you have done something wrong. Okay, if you've done something wrong, then you need to be punished for it. And that's how we grew up. That's how we knew our things. So the minute the sorry leaves your mouth, a domino's effect of emotions will take place in your body, but they will catch up with you like, like it's done. Mm. It's so fast, super fast. Mm. And I would say, oh man, Amanda, what are you sorry about? Everybody is, let us say, entitled to making their mistakes. Hence, if we appreciate and accept that I have made a mistake and then say, okay, let me look at it. I might have made a mistake. Until and unless I have grievously, either emotionally, physically, mentally hurt somebody, why should I put my body into the sad mode? Hmm. So saying, I am sorry is very good. Yet it should be in the appropriate place. Hmm. Because words left your mouth, words get got heard, and you think story is over. From that point onwards, your body begins its journey of processing how many wrongs you've done. So one sorry could lead you to the 500 stories that you had said in the week before. And you will keep processing it and stay in depression. So. The best way to do is you could say, if I have hurt you in any manner, right? I'd like to like assist you to delete it, to overcome it. Or you can say, I accept, I have made a mistake just now and I'm ready to rectify it. You would stay positive. It's these are phenomenal words. We teach our children over and over again to say, please repeat, I am sorry. Hmm. We are not trying to teach them that, okay, come with a positive dialogue. Uh, Mommy, I have done a mistake and I'm ready to overcome it. Hmm. And 
the growth and the development of that child will become 100% improved. Because what you haven't realized is the minute you say, are you sorry for doing this? Uh, I am sorry, mommy. Okay, go sit in the corner, go read your book, no watching television today. So the bandwidth of the mind is clubbed with all these things that have happened to you from the time you were born. And you continuing to repeat the word, I am sorry. I wish we could just change it at the beginning and the kids were not made to become so astute with the sadness, the depression, the deprivement of their things just because they'd made a little mistake. Discipline is making the child understand how much pain and hurt the mistake has caused. And then the child will stop making those mistakes. Saying, I'm sorry, just makes them stubborn, resilient, and stuck. Mm. And later on in life, whenever they are saying, I'm sorry, which has become the polite way of talking today, you take yourself back to the situation of the beginning. Mm. And I don't know, just locks you out completely. So you are like, let's say outside your house and you left your key in the office. And you sit and you look, oh my God, I'll have to drive back all the way. I remember taking it out, but it's hard. You have to, let's say, make that decision for yourself in that moment. Do you want to move forward and use progressive speech or do you want to continue to say, I don't know, I'm not ready, I don't know. Kuruji. I'm not ready is also in the... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, Amanda, I know. I have to be timed up. I just, uh, the last 10 years that I've studied under you, I learn something new every single time. You are such a vast wealth of knowledge. Because of everything that has happened in the world today, for all those that are listening, we know that the number one thing that people are actually spending money on this year is mental wellness. Just as Guruji is using just one of the many different strands that I've learned from her and that she teaches about. So because of that, we wove in and created a training around how to do double the amount of output or work for in half the time and I've experienced this over the years it's been a huge pivotal part to be able to lead us to where we are today I wouldn't have been able to take over the company and continue it if it hadn't been for Guruji assisting me with understanding the mind and how to open that so if throughout this day if you've said wow I've gained some value from this I really enjoyed this or you hear what Guruji is speaking and you say I'd like to learn more at salesmachine.com forward slash wellness. If one of my team could put that in the chat, it's a training that we've created for all of those that are in the workplace that are struggling, that would just like something to help them alleviate their mind. And, or even if you'd like to give back to the fact that we've had this beautiful day together that we've put together, all of the proceeds go to Guruji's nonprofit, divineblissinternational.org. And it all goes to the beginning of this bigger center. And I know we're a few minutes over, but Guruji, could you just explain with just a few moments of this vision for this great place, this little heaven on earth that you have 
painted for us. Amanda, it's like meeting people and giving them an hour of my time, two hours of my time or 10 minutes of my time, making them have one Eureka or 10 Eurekas is good. People readjust their patterns and they move forward more encouraged by themselves. Yet I was trying to create a space where somebody who made such a big Eureka with them that they understood that life is about self-understanding. The light lives within us. And if we learn where the switch is and we can turn it off and turn it on when we like, then we will get a much better world and a much more, means like the intelligence level is increasing yearly, but this would be the right way to use intelligence is to use it through the source of the light that resides within us. So having this center was basically the, let's say my future vision, my guru's future vision to allow the people to experience themselves in totality. Mm. And if people could spare two days, three days a week, just for, just to understand who they are, they would never go back to being who they were. Mm. Hence, a place where they can stay, where they can just follow a simple routine, where the energies are cleared in a manner that majority people wouldn't even understand. But the center would keep these energies in the most pristine, perfect light environment mm. that without anybody speaking, the energy would start interacting and working with you and bring you to a position where you would go, wow, what is this? What's happening? Why is it happening? And have somebody to answer those questions for, for them. They would be able to move on to doing what they truly came here to do. Mm. I know that you asked me, and I mentioned that out of the whole world, only 10% managed to do what they came here to do. Wow. The rest of the 90% just keep floundering. They keep trying one thing, keep trying two things, try three things. What is the social standard where they're standing and they just push themselves to become part of that picture. They do not take into account their personal development mm. from this life, from past lives, from many more past lives to come to a conclusion that, okay, this is what is needed and this is what is not needed in my life. So to give everybody from the youngest child to the oldest person, an opportunity to realign their minds. That's what I want the center to be. A place where you can find your innermost light spot mm. and enjoy it. It's not about enforcing on people. Somebody came and they thought, I enforce that anybody who studies with me has to be a renunciate. And it's hard for me to start explaining that renunciation is what the heart wants to keep searching for more and more 
knowledge about self. We only use 3% of our brain anyways. If we could use the rest of the 97%, we would be very happy and grateful for what we have received in this lifetime. Om Guruji. So yes, this is the vision of the center. I love it. And Peter, maybe you can put in the info at divineblissinternational.org email into the chat. So if anybody has additional questions that you want to know about this center or being a part of it, or you can always reach out to me in all the different areas, but info at divineblissinternational.org for more information. This has been so lovely. Omgur, thank you. Om. Om.